Hello, everyone. It's a really special guest we've got on today, Alex Chaffer, Bundesliga expert, and he knows absolutely everything there is to know about Borussia Dortmund. Perhaps Thomas Tuchel should have been on the phone to him before this game. He's also a personal friend of a certain Jaden Sancho. Welcome, Alex. Welcome to Le Bourgeois. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to this one. You're not the only one. Now, PSG have scored 14 and conceded seven in their last three games. Dortmund have scored seven and conceded four in their last two. Now, someone recently, during the uh, Lyon game, which uh, Paris Saint-Germain won 4-2, tweeted that uh, unless uh, Paris Saint-Germain tighten up at the back, when they take on Dortmund, we might see a first ever 12-11 in the Champions League. Um, is that a possibility? I think it might be, yeah. Just because, you know, both these teams have absolutely no problem scoring goals, obviously, but both of them seem to have problems keeping them out. And every Dortmund player, actually, in the last few weeks, um, you know, from Emre Chan to Berkey and, and, and Matt Hummels have all come out and said that their only problem is is keeping goals out. Because when you've got players like Jaden Sancho and Erling Haaland up front, uh, you obviously aren't going to have problems scoring them. So um, for Dortmund... It's going to be about trying to keep the goals out. Obviously, uh, they've, they've got sixty. They've scored sixty-three league goals this season, which is the joint highest um, of any Bundesliga club ever after after twenty-two games of the season. So, um, but also the fact that they've conceded so many is probably a reason why they're not top of the league. You know, they're 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 sitting they're sitting third uh, behind Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig and and have their attacking prowess uh, restored and, and, and added to with Haaland. But, you know, keeping the goals out is just as important these days. Yeah, it would seem then that, that Paris Saint-Germain are, are the ideal opponents, really, for Borussia Dortmund because they, they, they literally can't defend either. And you, you mentioned there about, about Jadon Sancho. Now, he's, he's, he's made his England debut, his full England debut. But I feel, personally, he's, he's actually slightly slipped under the radar. We talk a lot about Kylian Mbappe this and Mbappe that. Mbappe is 21, Sancho is 19, and he is ridiculously good. I mean, the statistics this season, I believe he's the, he's the only player in Europe's top five leagues to be in double figures for both assists and goals. I mean, he's had an amazing season. And when you look at PSG with fullbacks who their strength, let's say, isn't really defending, like Dan <laughs> Bernat, who's well-known to Bundesliga fans, of course, and uh, Levin Kazawa, Sancho could run riot, couldn't he? hundred percent. And I, I totally agree with you because, you know, Sancho burst onto the scene last year with such a, a ridiculous campaign where he got 14 assists, which was the, the league highest total. And then this season he started perfectly well again, but there was there was a blip, you could say, where he, he, he got uh, suspended for a game against Gladbach uh, after turning up late from international duty and then was substituted early when, Bayern, when Dortmund struggled away at Bayern Munich. And I think that sort of loomed over Sancho for a while, even though he was still banging the goals in and getting the assists, as you say. And with that stat being the double, uh, only player in double figures, he's like it's it's not just ten goals and ten assists; it's thirteen goals and thirteen assists. And he he's doing it every single game. He's he's either scoring or or assisting in pretty much every single game uh, that he plays right now. He's he's a man in form. You know the highlight, the headlines in recent months and since the January transfer window have gone to Erling Haaland, but uh, Dortmund's most important player right now, probably un- impossible to say otherwise, is, is Jadon Sancho. And as you say, with with PSG's possible weak link being their, their full-back position, it's, it's a game where Sancho could 100% run right, especially with 
uh, with Marco Royce missing, his 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 uh, importance to this game for Dortmund is is has no end actually, to be honest. Yeah, there's uh, there's still a little bit of doubt about whether Neymar will play. Thomas Tuchel uh, saying that he he can't tell us yet whether Neymar is going to be fit enough to play. If Neymar does play, he won't have he won't have played since the start of the month. But Royce is definitely out, which is I mean that's a huge blow for Dortmund, isn't it? Yeah, it always is, just because of. His experience, you know, obviously he's 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 a player who's been injured so often in his career, and he's now thirty, and it's still his quality is unprecedented as well. He's, he's such an important player to this team when he is playing. But I think you know Dortmund are much better prepared for him being absent than they have been in in previous years. You know, uh, in the days of Aubameyang playing up front for Dortmund, if Royce was missing, the the creative spark to get him goals to get Aubameyang goals was was sort of missing more often than not without Royce, whereas now you can say, you can look at Jane Sancho, Thorgan Hazard, Erling Haaland, of course, there's so many creative sparks in this team where, you know, if the Royce is missing for a couple of games, it's it's not that big of a, of a of a problem for Dortmund. But, you know, his experience, as I said, in this competition as well, he was there, obviously took Dortmund to the Champions League final famously in 2013, and, and he's always sort of performed in the biggest and, and most important games for Dortmund, especially in the Champions League. So um, they'll be looking for more inspiration, obviously. And, and, you know, they've got a good mix of young and experienced players. But I think in attack, obviously, in this tie, it's going to be the young players that they rely on uh, most heavily. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't seem that, that experience or a lack of it is, is a real problem for Erling Haaland. I mean... He has just bullied the Bundesliga since he arrived from from Salzburg. He he played well against uh, against experienced uh, Frankfurt defenders on uh, Friday. I mean, Roman Berkey said that after that Frankfurt game, that Haaland would give the likes of Thiago Silva and Marquinhos, who were actually both coming back from injury, a really difficult night. He's had a massive impact. What's that? Eight goals in five Bundesliga games uh, for Haaland. I mean, how good has he been? And and. Will he and, and does he have the quality to trouble what are two very experienced Brazil international centre backs? Yeah, he's as you said, eight goals in five games. It's ridiculous numbers. He's the first player in Bundesliga history to do that, and I, he's just a striker, a, a proper striker that gives Dortmund uh, a way of playing and a, and, and a player in their squad that they haven't had in in years. And you know, Dortmund have always sort of played. Uh, such an attacking way where they, you know, try and get down the wings and and play whip balls into the into the box and sort of have someone there with like a one touch finish and an Aubameyang esque finisher who doesn't need, uh, you know, he's he's not involved in the build up play as much. He's more the actual finisher of, of things, much like a Paco Alcacer as well. But now they've got Haaland who bullies off defenders, as you said that he did against Frankfurt on Friday. Uh, he gets involved in the build up. He He's creating and as well, and obviously, you know, with with the likes of Hazard and Sancho around him, as he said, it's it's been easy actually for him to to score the chances because he doesn't actually need to, you know, work too hard because they're doing the work for him. So if a player of his talent is is saying these things about clicking with his attacking attacking uh, teammates and not having to actually do as much as he maybe <laughs> maybe has done previously, or maybe at Salzburg having to get involved even more, it's. It's a scary thought for PSG, and uh, yeah, right now I think Sancho and ha- and Haaland are two of the most informed players, not even young players, but players uh, in Europe right now. So, so for PSG, for Thiago Silva and Marquinhos, it's going to be a really difficult night with Haaland. 
you know, you can say he's 19 years old, but he's he's well over six foot. He's he's properly built, and he's he's already a, a a European quality striker who can obviously, as we've seen already this season, dominate in the Champions League. Only only Robert Lewandowski has scored more goals in the competition this season. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a long and difficult night for PSG's centre backs. Yeah, Holland. Actually, he he seems to me to be the closest thing that that we've got to to a new Robert Lewandowski. Um, who Bayern, of course, have been have been looking for a, a successor for, for for quite some time. But we talked about the the the, the attack at the strength of, of Dortmund. Where do you think the key is going to be in in this game? Is it Dortmund's fabulous home record? Is it their attack? Is it PSG's and Dortmund's defensive weaknesses? And which one actually just defends least badly on Tuesday night? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's those. It's it's who can keep the goals out. I think, as we've mentioned already, the, the, the both teams have absolutely no problem scoring goals. There's creative players all over the park, through midfield, through attack, and but but that's the thing. The defensive the defensive worries. Obviously, I don't know much about PSG's. Obviously, you said Thiago and Marquinhos, Thiago Silva and Marquinhos coming back is it must be a huge boost for them. But for Dortmund, it's 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 just been an, an absolute nightmare for them trying to keep the keep the goals out they've they've tried many different formations and different uh you know uh, setups with their with the squad obviously they played on friday night against frankfurt a big 4-0 win at home uh, they did that with with a free at the back of pichet Hummels and zagadou but um you know hakanji is also on the bench there's nico schultz there's guerrero who can play left back and hakimi can come in at right back so there's they've got loads of different options i think against the psg they'll they might, they, you know, Favre might want to stick with the same formation that, that's worked recently, which was a 4 3 4 3. But he might also want a bit more stability and go forward at the back. But um, whatever he does, he needs to make sure that, that the likes of Neymar and Mbappe can't do what they, they usually do, which is just torch defences. And Dortmund's problem is usually against players coming at them with pace, um, with the likes of Hummel, who's obviously an experienced guy and who can put himself in the right position, but he can't usually recover if someone does get past him just because of his lack of pace. Uh, same goes for Lucas Pichek. So if Neymar and Mbappe and the rest can get in behind, then uh, then it's going to be a problem for Dortmund. So, um, yeah, keeping the goals out, for them at least, definitely, is uh, is the most important thing to trying to get a, a win in this time. Yeah, you mentioned some familiar faces to, to Ligue 1 fans. In the Dortmund side, Rafael Guerrero, I think, is a, a fabulous player. Was at uh, Lorient and Caen, and Dan Axel Zagadou actually uh, was at Paris Saint Germain before he moved uh, moved on to Dortmund. And of course, Lucien Favre, the coach, who had such a successful spell at Nice as well. But Paris Saint Germain coming with uh, a familiar face as well. Uh, no Abdou Diallo, who uh, left Dortmund for PSG last summer, he's injured. But Thomas Tuchel was uh, a Dortmund coach for a, a couple of seasons. Won the DFB Cup with them as well. What sort of reaction is he going to get from the Dortmund fans? I think he's going to get a good one, just because obviously, as you mentioned, the, he had success there, and uh, I think his his time came to an end um, shorter than than Dortmund fans and 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 Dortmund themselves would have wanted. Um, and you know, I think Dortmund fans are going to appreciate the fact that he he was sort of until Favre now uh, he was the best coach that they've had since Jurgen Klopp's days and and obviously they're, they're, I think there's still a bit of disappointment around Dortmund that that it didn't work out quite as well as it could have with Tuchel but um, yeah they'll be happy to see him and obviously uh, not so happy that they'll want him to get a good result of course but uh, they'll be very happy enough to see to see their old coach back and and, and obviously hoping that, that Tuchel doesn't know any any of Dortmund's secrets still and, and, and tries to get them into the PSG way of playing. 
And now, perhaps, Alex, the, the most difficult question of all, predict the scoreline. Oh, goodness gracious. I knew you were going to say it, and uh, I've been thinking about it, but, I mean, with Dortmund, it's always just so unpredictable because, you know, they can beat a team like Frankfurt 4-0, but then they can lose to a, a, a team like Leverkusen as well 4-3. They're conceding the goals is, is just a problem. I think, though, as well as being able to keep the ball out of the net, I think the home support and the atmosphere that Dortmund create at the Signal Luna Park will will give them a boost and take them over the line. It's uh, I'm going to call out League One fans to to go and check out the the TIFO that Dortmund created before the Frankfurt game. It was a homage to the just the city of Dortmund basically, and I think something special is going to come as well against PSG. They've they produced some some big TIFOs already this season um, in the Champions League, a, a memorable one against Barcelona, um, where the the club logo was created by fans throwing up confetti all at the same time. It's it's such a special a special place to watch football, and and the players, including Haaland, already has said that it's it's nothing beats playing in front of that that stadium. So I'm going to say that Dortmund will come out two one winners. Um, Mainly because their home fans are just going to push them over the edge and, and and give them that 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 extra player on the pitch, basically. Brilliant. We've got it on record now. We can uh, <laughs> we can we can see how clever or how daft you look. I, I personally, I think it might be two one after about five minutes. Yeah, but, yeah that's a good point. Let's see how we go on Tuesday night. Whatever it happens, it's going to be a fabulous game, and hopefully, Alex, we can get you back on Le Bourgeois ahead of the second leg. That would be a pleasure. Thank you for having me so much. Thanks a lot, Alex. I'll feed us in.